0: Hello, dear friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. It is time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on WMAF. Glad that you've joined us today. I pray that you... Uh... You will enjoy this broadcast. More importantly, I pray that you will employ it. That you will take the principles that you learned from the Word of God and you will apply it to your life and your personal situation today. And if you're not a Christian, as always, we invite you to stay tuned today. Because God loves you. And God loves me. And God loves every person on this planet. For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth on him would not Perish but have eternal life. This is God's will and purpose for your life today. He doesn't want any to be lost. It goes on to say in the scripture that it is not His will that any perish, but that all have eternal life, that all come to repentance so that He can restore us. Praise God. Friend of mine, God loves you so much today, and we're so glad to be hopefully as we teach every part. Part of the Word of God, even the judgment to come and the chastisements and all of the corrective judgments that come. We, we want to let you know that underneath all of that is an undying divine love reaching out to every one of us. That's why I'm a Christian today, because love drew me to Him. Love is why that He came searching for me, even while I was running from Him. Him. I was raised in church, and I, I I you know I couldn't wait to get old enough to go out and do my thing, and I went out and I did my thing, and it did not bring me the fulfillment that sin promised it never, ever. Does, but God can keep and will keep every promise that He has made. The promise not only of peace between ourselves and Him so that we can have eternal life with Him, but also the promise of fulfillment in this life. He, he, he called it living water. Uh, and He said, whoever drinks of this water will never hunger and will never thirst. That means we will be, have a a deep satisfaction with knowing God and having him come to live and abide within us today. And I can't explain that except theologically and biblically. But if you ever experience that, you will know there's nothing that sin and has to offer. Nothing the world can offer you can come close to what God gives us in Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, I hope you're intrigued today. We have a message today called Jesus, the healer of the broken. And all of us, uh, to some degree, have been broken by living in faulty bodies in a fallen world. And we desperately need uh, the great physician. And we need all the mercies and grace that God grants us and all that it provides for us and to us today and God's great concern uh, in the old covenant as in the new is that people would miss the opportunity to have his 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 grace and mercy provision for their hurt. Uh, Our sin and our folly, our rebellion many times brings the hurt into our life and the brokenness. But God's grace is available to every one of us. That's why the question is asked. Jeremiah chapter 8 verse 22. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is not the health of the daughter of my People recovered. If God has made a provision, if you see Gilead, as we said last week, was a city that was known for its healing uh, herbs and its medicines and its physicians. And he said, in other words, let's put it in the kind of language we could understand in this contemporary time. Uh, In Tampa here, we have a a hospital called uh, Tampa General Hospital, one of the larger hospitals in our city. Another one that is called St. Joseph's Hospital, uh, uh, other hospitals in the city. And it would be like saying, is there no doctor? In Tampa General Hospital, is there no physician there? Is there no healing there? Is no help there? If you break your arm, can you not go there? If you're sick at your stomach and you don't know what it is, can you not go there? Will you go in and there be uh, no nurses, no doctors, no medicines in that building? No, that building is known for doctors and medicines to heal and to help. Uh, it, It would be absolutely unthinkable that you could walk in a hospital and not find a physician. That you could walk into a hospital and not find any medication available for whatever your problem is. And God is simply saying, is there no bomb in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is not the health of the daughter of my people recovered? Why then? Are my people still broken, sin-sick, heart-sick? What what keeps them from the one that is able to restore and help them? I I want to read a part of this cure that we're talking about, this balm in Gilead, which is Christ himself, from Isaiah chapter 61. You know, Jesus went into the temple, when he, was, when he was 30 years of age, and he picked up the book because they didn't allow you to read from the scriptures until you were 30 years of age. And he picked up the book on his uh, when he became 30 years of age. He picked up and began to read from what I'm going to read you right now. And it was concerning himself. And listen to what he read. He picked up the book, he began to read, and he said, and I'm going to read it directly directly from Isaiah 61, where he read it from. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings to the meek. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of the vengeance of our God, and to comfort All who mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, and listen carefully, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Oh, what good news! Jesus was reading and he read a portion of this and he said he closed the book and declared this day this scripture is fulfilled in your ears today when he came to begin his public ministry this is what it was all about and because he went all the way to the cross and he died on that cross and took our punishment on that cross so that we could be forgiven and the deadly wound of that sin had caused could be healed. That breach between us and God that was broken through sin could now be reestablished that we might come to him and have our sins forgiven. <laughs> Hallelujah. For Jesus' sake. And that we might be be part of his royal family to the extent that we are called legitimately the bona fide sons of the living God and daughters of the living God. Amen. It's this kind of healing that is offered. And he's saying, There is healing for you, there's help for you, even if it looks like everything is lost. You know, he starts with beauty for ashes. He doesn't start with a dilapidated building that uh that he comes in and and he uh he brings a construction crew in to take that that building. You see it sometimes on television where they they come in and they restore an old building an old house, and they make it just like new just like the program the fixer upper and they renovate it he doesn't come in to to renovate he doesn't need a, a, a standing structure he says if it is burnt to the ground and there's not even anything left not even a foundation all that is left is the ashes you know sin will burn your life to the ground if it is continued and pursued And when it does, it leaves ashes, and then there's nothing left. There's no hope of restoration. But the Bible said because of this anointing that is on Jesus Christ, he said, I will give you beauty for ashes the oil of joy for mourning the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness all of that depression over all that we have done many times that has caused the destruction to come to our marriage to our life to our career to everything that was important to us you see the devil will deceive you and then he will defraud you of all that God wants to give you but it is not too late Friend of mine, because there is a bomb in Gilead, there is a physician there. You know there. If I got snake bit today, if I got bitten by a rattlesnake today, and I went to the hospital, they have antivenom in the hospital, so that that poison doesn't. Kill me. There is a physician there. There is a medicine there. And I can be healed from that deadly wound that has been inflicted. And I want to say this to you today sin will bite you, it will turn on you, it will put poison uh, in you. But I want you to know that Jesus will help you and Jesus will heal you. Praise God. The antivenom of sin is his own pure blood that was shed in your behalf. Praise God. Amen. And because of the blood of Jesus Christ, you can be healed today of the deadly wound of sin with his stripes you were healed and it's it's physical is secondary it's there in that healing but the major part of that the primary healing is the healing of of your broken relationship with God, Amen. Jesus took the punishment so we could be healed. I want to read again the lyrics of the song by Point of Grace. The amazing grace is put to music and called the wonder of it all. Listen and see if this this if you relate to this. Hear the clock strike two a.m. Another sleepless night for you. Oh, I've been there too but there is healing in the hand of God. He will cover everybody. He will even touch someone like you. It's a natural thing to believe that something wonderful never comes easy. Let it go. There is power in the cross to heal us. There is freedom in the blood that Jesus offered to you so freely. And the chorus says, feel the wonder of it all. Let your heart and your mind receive an answer to the call. Feel the wonder of it all. Sweet Jesus. The next verse says, The love of God, the wonder of it all. Another day, another twist in the road, a cloud upon your soul. Don't let it take control. Don't be afraid to say the name. He's there for those who call Him. He's your refuge from the cold. To love God is a curious thing. The more you give it, seems the more He brings His love back to you in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Bells ringing. I can hear the angels sing so clearly. The answer is Jesus, and that is the wonder of it all. Hallelujah. I read many years ago the story told by a surgeon, Richard Seltzer, and in it, Seltzer describes a time when he was at the bedside of a young woman who had a small tumor removed from her cheek. The delicate procedure had resulted in the severing of a tiny but important facial nerve, which controls the muscles on one side of her mouth. The woman's husband is there with her in the room as she looks at her crooked smile for the first time in a mirror, and the woman asks, Will my mouth always be like this? Dr. Seltzer has to tell her that it will be so. Her husband suddenly says that he likes it, says it's kind of cute. Then he bends down over to kiss her, and Seltzer is close enough to see how the young man twists his lips to accommodate hers, to show her that the kiss still works. Seltzer writes that as he stood by the bed feeling that he shouldn't be there, and then suddenly he realizes why he is there with them. He recognizes why he is truly there. He lowers his eyes. I remember, he concludes, how God came to us in mortal form, and he gives us the kiss of forgiveness for what sin has disfigured us. He comes to give us the kiss of forgiveness of forgiveness. And I just stood there and let the wonder in. You see, friend, grace is amazing because in our sinful state, our rebellious state, God loves us. He gave his son to us. He condescended, Christ did, to come down to leave his throne in heaven and to hang upon an old rugged cross so that he could give us the kiss of forgiveness. So no matter how sin is defigured your soul Jesus came to identify with us, yet never sinning, the sinless one, God incarnate, became one of us and kissed us with mercy and grace. What is the hindrance then? Why is the daughter of my people not healed? Why is the health of my daughter not restored? That's the question. And the Apostle Paul spoke of this same rebellion in Romans 10 in verse 21. He said, But to Israel he saith, All day long I have stretched forth my hands unto a disobedient and a gainsaying people. You know something? Every one of us needs a heart transplant doesn't matter how healthy you are physically every one of us needs that stony heart that heart of rebellion to be to be removed and a heart of flesh to be placed back in and somehow another in the in the midst of our own hardness and coldness the holy spirit comes and in the power of god himself He begins to draw us to make a choice to come to Christ that he might do this incredible spiritual work in our life. Amen. It's called spiritual regeneration. It's taking out that rebellious heart and replacing it with a heart of stone, the heart of stone with a heart of flesh. He comes to do that when we give him the permission by saying, I do not want to be lost. I don't want to be banished and punished. I don't want to live my life searching through sin for something to satisfy. When God has promised, if I would come to him, he would heal my brokenness. He would heal my heartache, my heartbreak, my pain. Hallelujah. And he would give me eternal life. Oh, friend of mine, if we would dare to open the door for this great work of God to come into us and transform us, oh, there God's medicine will be applied, His balm will be applied, His healing will occur. You see, the word gainsay in here is taken from the Greek word that means to dispute, to refuse to hear to answer again, to contradict, to deny, to speak against. That's what it means to gainsay. Repentance has a spin on it that the devil puts on it, that that no one wants to hear the message of repentance. And yet repentance is exactly what we need to obtain restoration. It's essential to applying the blood of Jesus to our life. You know, the scripture said, if we say we have no sin, we lie. We simply are disingenuous. We're we're, we're, we're we're not facing the truth about ourself and our condition. But if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive our sin and to cleanse us from iniquity. Repentance is a crucial element of saving faith. Repentance and faith toward God will result in forgiveness. Romans, uh, I mean, Psalm, rather, 28 and verse 3 says, He that covereth his sin shall not prosper, but he that confesses, and here's the repentance part. It begins with in the heart, but it translates into the life. He that confesses and forsakes shall find mercy. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, friend, today, there is a bomb in Gilead. There is a physician there. I'll never forget when being raised in church and finally getting away from home and, and being my own man and making my own decisions and choosing to walk away from the faith uh, that I had been taught and the faith that I had received. At 12 years old, I was sitting in the back of a church wanting the service to end uh, having received a love note from one of the girls there and at 12 years old you begin to, uh, uh, you begin to recognize girls uh, differently than when you're 7 or 8 you're not pulling pigtails and you're not throwing rocks at them anymore uh, you, and I had received a love note oh I felt so good because someone sent me a note telling me that somebody else liked me and inside that note was a note from them and I felt oh my goodness I I've I'm about to get my first girlfriend I'm not thinking about God I'm not thinking about Jesus I'm not thinking about my soul on the way home from church it was our habit my dad and I to stop and get a milkshake so between having a girl like me potentially going to be my first girlfriend getting a milk shake on the way home, the only thing I was thinking of was that service to get over. Uh, amen. The hurry up and get over. And I thought it was over. And I was ready to get up and head for the car. And in the church we attended, there was a pastor who didn't watch his watch. And he didn't keep, uh, keep a, a schedule. He He was led of the Holy Spirit. And instead of dismissing us, he said, you know, he said, God is not through yet. God is calling someone, this congregation. He called three ladies that sang together back to the piano. Two of them stood and one sat and they sang softly and tenderly. Jesus is calling, ye who are weary, come home. You see, I hadn't lived long enough to get weary with life, and weary with heartache and heartbreak, and I didn't know where sin could take you and what sin could do to you yet, but I knew the call of God softly and tenderly. Jesus is calling, O sinner, come home. I knew God was calling me at the tender age of 12 to come to Him and receive Christ as my Savior. Repent of my sins. Yes, I was old enough to know the difference between right and wrong. And friend of mine, I'll never forget the drawing of the Holy Spirit. And I remember going forward and weeping before God that night. Later in years, I drifted away. Uh, my dad and my mom divorced, and I got bitter toward both of them, and I became a rebel heart. I had a, a motorcycle in junior high school while everybody else had scooters if they had any any means of transportation of their own. I had a black leather jacket. I carried a, a switchblade knife. I, I, I had a, a history of getting into fights. Uh, when i started going with my started going with my wife of uh almost uh almost 54 years now <laughs> amen praise god the dean of girls called her in and said you stay away from that young man if you if you if you keep going with him he's headed for trouble he'll get you in trouble he's going to be in prison before he's out of high school and i want you to know amen that the god that Call me at 12 years old. uh, Call me back to him when i was going on 21 years of age later in my life and and i want you to know amen today that i found what all my life i was looking for in jesus christ he gave me beauty for ashes he gave me the oil of joy for mourning this attitude of depression i was always in he gave me the garment of praise for that spirit of heaviness. He set this captive free from the chains of habit and sin that had me bound. Only this time I was old enough to appreciate it, to understand where sin was taking me and where God was calling me. And I fully surrendered my life Unto Him, I just didn't get forgiven. I got brought into a relationship with God that to this day holds me close to Jesus Christ. Looking back over my life and a marriage that was already about to be broken because of sin and now is safe because of god oh friend of mine no matter what has happened in your life no matter what sins deadly wound has has hurt you no matter how bad it seems there is a god in heaven and a christ hallelujah right here with us and god through him that is able to give you beauty for ashes the oil of joy for mourning the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that we might be called the planting of the Lord, that people might see our life and know that God has established us and that we can weather the storms of life, weather the trials, the heartaches and the heartbreaks because we have him with us every step of the way. And after this life, we have eternal life in the world to come. Not too many years ago, I celebrated uh, my 50th class reunion, Brandon High School, (laughs) and I read the obituary of our classmates before we started the banquet uh, that had passed away, and I prayed before we had fellowship with one another. And I said unto them, everyone that knew me then and see me now as a pastor evangelist, and know what God has done in my life to change me, and to do what he's done through me to help others. And I was able to, to end in the course of that prayer and those statements, to say, you know, God took the bad boy of Brandon High. God took the, the rebel spirit and the rebel soul that, that rebelled against all authority, and he brought me into this wonderful kingdom of grace and love and made me a humble servant of Jesus Christ. He gave me a heart transplant when I let Jesus in to do the work. And today, I know that God is talking to someone in this audience. And if you will let Jesus in, you know, he said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and sup with him and him with me. And I believe with all my heart and all my soul that Christ is knocking on your heart door today. And I know that if you will open the door You can't change yourself. He's not asking you to change yourself. He's asking you to change your mind about the road you're on, about where it's going to lead you, where you're headed. And even if you think it's too late and all you see looking back over your life is ashes, nothing but ashes. Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is on me has anointed me to set the captive free, to set at liberty those that are bruised. And what he didn't finish saying in the New Testament, he says it in the book he was reading from, prophetic of himself. For I will give you beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Don't hurt yourself anymore. Don't give up. God can restore all that sin has taken from you because there is a bomb in Gilead there's a physician there his name is Jesus and his blood was shed just for you and just for me come back next week will you and let's talk about Jesus